This morning, like Pastor Lynn said, we are continuing our series called Shortcuts. And this morning, we're going to talk about following directions. It's interesting, following directions. I think uh, for some of us, I don't know about you, but I think some of us, we have a problem with that. I know I do. I remember when I was in high school, um, I, wanted, I wanted to buy a desk for my room so I could do homework. And so I remember uh, me and my mom went shopping, went all over the place, went, you know, all the other stores. And so we finally found a desk that I wanted that was reasonably cheap and looked good. So we, got, we, we brought it home, and, you know, I took it out of the box. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm a guy. Just give me a screwdriver. I can put it together. What directions? So I threw the directions aside. I grabbed all the materials, all the screws and all the screw, you know, the, everything, all the brackets and all that. And so I started putting it together. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's looking good, okay, you know. All right, screw here, okay, 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 this one doesn't really fit. Yeah, just do them anyway, you know. Turned the screwdriver really hard. And then, uh, voila, it was done. Exactly like what it looked like in the store. I was like, yeah. Forget the fact that there's 10 more pieces over here. It's okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. So, you know, I put it up and I'm like, okay. Woohoo. And so I had, a, I had an office chair in my room, so I sat down on it. I was like, yeah, I can do my homework. And so I grabbed a pen, a, a, a pad and a pen. I put it on top of my desk, and I leaned on it to write, and all of a sudden, poosh. Now, you think that'd be enough, but I didn't tell you the fact that I also put together the chair, <laughs> which at the same moment, I kid you not, at the same moment, decided to break. So I don't know if it's because I put it, nah, it's probably because I put it together without following directions. But you see, that's the funny thing about not following directions, is most times, when we don't follow directions, we don't get to the p- part where we want. I mean, sure, it may look good for a moment, but after a while, maybe not so much. You know, following directions is, is very important, but we don't want to just follow anybody's directions. We want to follow God's directions. Amen? Amen? And so this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. Because the reason why we have directions is to direct us to a certain point. You see, directions are there, so we arrive where we intend to end up. See, following directions can be easy or hard depending on the person. Uh, There was a time when I was a kid, and so I I already know this is a problem that I had from when I was a a baby. And for those of you who have kids, you might might know that. You know, your kids have a hard time following directions. And so when I was in uh, the store with my mom, my mom was like, okay, um, uh, so she brought me to the toys. And I was like, you know, when you're a kid, you love the toys. You love the toy section. So I'm, I'm there at the toy section. And so my mom, I guess she had to go do something real quick. So she said, uh, Ben, just stay here. I'll be right back. Now, I heard her. I heard her say something to me. I heard her say, stay here. But to be completely honest, I was actually more bothered and busied with all the toys playing around with them, like, oh, yeah, G.I. Joe, and all, and all these things, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, and all these things. And all of a sudden, all I remember is I looked around, and I was like, Mom? 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 Now, there's a, split, there's a moment that happens before you're a kid and get freaked out because you think you're lost. You think you're brave. And so I walked around, I think it was Walmart. I walked around, and I was like, Mom? 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 And then all of a sudden, I couldn't find my mom. And then that's when panic sets in, right? 
when you're a kid. My mom left me. I'm all alone. And so I started crying in the middle of Walmart. And so, uh, true story, employee sees me, he's like, oh, little boy, are you lost? I can't find my mom. So he takes me to the courtesy clerk. And so, you know, this is why I know my mom loves me. Because, you know, when you have a lost kid, they do something. Well, back in the day, they used to do something. Uh, <clears throat> attention, Walmart shoppers. We have a lost boy here. He's looking for his mom. Uh, if he, he's wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja t-shirt. Uh, and uh, he's crying hysterically. Please come pick up your child at the courtesy clerk. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my mom left me. Thinking, oh, I'm, life is over. And then, just like I've, how it's happened so many times before, I hear the footsteps. And I can hear it's my mom. I know it's my mom. And then and there's like this momentary, there's this moment of joy. This, yes, my mom. And then you see her face. No! Because <laughs> I knew I was going to get spankings. And so uh, right there, she grabs me. She's like, oh, this is my son. This is my, this is my boy. <laughs> Come here. <sighs> Where were you? I was by the toilet. I couldn't find you. <laughs> and she's like, did you not hear me? I said, stay there. I would be right back. Come to find out, she actually, as soon as I left the aisle, she walked in. And, it was, and so she was like, you know how bad that was? You know, I was worried for you. I thought you got lost. I thought you got taken. And, I was like, ah. and so you're crying because you're like, that could have happened. So she's telling you what could have happened, all the bad things that could have happened. And then you're thinking about all the bad things that's about to come now. Because <laughs> you didn't listen. You didn't follow directions. And that's what happened to me. And you see, that's why following directions is so important because of what could take place when we don't follow directions. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest. I am a stubborn person sometimes. And so when people tell me to follow directions, there's sometimes where I like to rebel. And I'm working on it. But the one person that I definitely don't want to rebel against is God. Because when he has directions for my life, it's good. In fact... He says it like this in Jeremiah 29, 11, And I know in your bulletins it says this, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that's the uh, NK, oh, that's the NK, the New King James Version. But in the NIV version it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You see, oftentimes... We don't like to follow directions, or we don't like to follow other people's directions. We like to figure it out on our own and learn from it. But there's a difference when God is calling us to follow his directions. He has a plan for each and every one of us. But because of shortcuts, most times we never realize its full potential. This morning, we're going to focus on three things. Three things God does in and through us. When we choose to follow his directions, and we're going to do this by taking a look at perhaps the worst missionary in the Bible. And as you saw in the video, his name is Jonah. If you're taking notes, the first point is this this morning. See, when we follow God's direction, he brings us on a journey, which is our purpose and our calling. 
Proverbs 19.21 says it like this. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You see, the plans that we have for our lives, to be completely honest, don't come near the promise of God's plans. You and I, we all have a purpose. We all do. You know, that's something I always tell our youth is that you have a purpose. God has a plan for you because when God made everything, when you read in Genesis, when he created the heavens, the earth, everything, when he created man, there was three, three words. Sorry, I have to make sure. There were three words he said after each thing he created. He said, it is good. Therefore, you have a purpose, and it is for good. It is for good. You know, I think sometimes for, for us adults, you know, when we were kids, we grow up and we hear that, hey, you know, you know we, we dream of our plans and all that. But then somewhere along the road, we get cut short. We get told, ah, maybe you're not, maybe you're not meant for this. Or maybe you don't, you're not purposed for this. Maybe for some of you, you heard this, and I heard this before. You're not worth it. You're nothing. And if you've heard that before and you're carrying that around, can I say this to you this morning? Let it go, because that's not the truth. God created you with a purpose. You are someone great in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? Don't believe that lie. See, when we believe that lie, that's when we start following other people's directions for our lives. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to follow his directions because he has a plan. He has a purpose. He is calling you by name to follow him. Because not only does God see our potential, he actually moves us so that you and I can realize it. Think about it. When Jesus came onto this earth after he, you know, he becomes a young adult, 30, as he starts his ministry, Jesus walks and he sees two fishermen. And he goes to them, and, and this is what he says, and many of us, we may have heard this before, but he says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. See, when we choose to follow the Lord's directions, not only does he let us realize the potential, he moves us to it. He didn't say to Peter, hey, come follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men, but just stay right there. That's not what he said. He said, come follow me and I will make you fisher of men. And what did he do? He actually moved them, moved them. Move them all the way until he says, Peter, you're the rock that I'm going to build the church on. Peter, do you love me? Peter, now the great apostles going out and spreading the word, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, when we follow the Lord's directions, he will move us to the calling that he has placed on our lives. But Jonah, Jonah didn't get that. You know, uh, when I uh, graduated high school, um, actually, before I graduated high school, when I was a senior in high school, I just started coming up to our youth ministry. And somewhere along the line, I felt the Lord say, hey, Ben, you're going to be a youth pastor one day. And I was blown away by it because I never expected it. I mean, you're talking about a kid who grew up as a little kid knowing who Jesus was and then in his teenage years turned his back on Jesus. And all of a sudden started to come back to church and understand that Jesus loves me no matter what. And so here I was, I was in the midst of that, and all of a sudden, I heard the Lord say, Ben, I'm calling you to be a youth pastor one day. And so I was, I was amazed. I, I, told, I told people, some people were all happy for me, some people weren't. And, 
But I just kept, I was like, okay, that's, Lord, if that's what you want from my life, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to just continue to love on our next generation, continue to just uh, speak life and love on them. But then I was working at a job, and, and uh, it, was, it had to do with teenagers and young people, and I loved it. But then came a point where I had the opportunity to go work on the cruise ship. This is back when the cruise ship, was, the, the industry was thriving again. And so uh, they were looking for a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of workers. And so me and my friend, we went we, and we applied. We got interviewed and we got hired on the spot just like that. And so here I am. I'm like, okay, well, Lord, I guess what you're calling me to do is, is going to have to take a side road because uh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go on the cruise ship. I never, you know, I, uh, until that moment, I never left the islands, they were promising us that we'd go to different countries, that we'd go to the mainland and all this and that. And so I was looking forward to it. But remember how I said God was calling me to be a youth pastor? Remember how I heard the Lord saying, you're called for ministry? It's amazing because uh, God will do stuff in our lives that he's going to, like I said, he's going to not just make us realize our full potential. He's going to move us there. And the Lord, knowing the thing that will Stop me in my tracks. Used it. It was a girl. Because I started liking this girl, and then, uh, and so I started liking this girl, and then I was like, oh, man, I don't want to leave because, you know, maybe, hey, woo, maybe girlfriend. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, to be honest, okay, this is like side story on the side story. So uh, me and my friend were, were actually planning on leaving, and so, uh, they throw us up a little get, get, uh, going away party. And so we're there. And so they're praying for all of us. And so the girl that I like, she's holding my hand. I'm holding hers. Okay, now prior to, prior to this, I only held a girl's hand like this. Okay? She held my hand like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord, I can't leave, Lord. She's holding my hand like this. <laughs> hey, true story, I promise. <laughs> And so I remember going, and that, literally, believe it or not, it was the Lord using that moment to, uh, to really speak to me and say, do you really want to go on the cruise ship? Or do you want to do what I'm asking you to do? Ah, but, but Lord, man, the cruise ship, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, I could have the journey of a lifetime. He's like, or you could stay here and I'll give you the journey of your lifetime. And so I stayed. And you know what's so funny about the Lord is that He'll, he'll use stuff, and then he'll be like, hey, if it's not for you, I'm going to take it away. Because after that, the girl that I like never really, you know, we never connect after. So I was like, oh, Lord, you broke my heart, but here, I'm still here. So. But it was great because the Lord knows what he's doing. Because if he calls us to our purpose, he calls us to our calling, he's with us all, all the way through. It's not the story of Jonah, though. You know, Jonah, we know, we, many of us, we know the story of Jonah because it involves a really big fish. But there's a story before the fish that I want you guys to hear. In fact, it's inside your notes. And you can follow along with the scripture. Jonah is actually a believer in the Lord, a prophet of the Lord. And this is what it says, this is what it says in Jonah 1, verses 1 to 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. 
So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Picture this. Jonah is a prophet of the Lord. The Lord comes to him and says, Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh. Nineveh is sinning so bad. They're sinning so recklessly. I'm about to wipe them off the face of the earth. But I'm going to send you. I want you to go for me and tell them. You tell them straight up, hey, you guys are sinning. You guys need to repent. And you guys need to come back to the Lord. Now, if it was anybody else, I mean, I could understand what that would feel like. But this is Jonah. Someone who believes in the Lord. Somebody that the, the Lord has touched their heart. Jonah is being told what his calling is. You're called, your purpose is to go to Nineveh and save these people before I decide to get rid of them because of their sin. And you'd think Jonah, man of the Lord, would say, all right, Lord, I'm going to go. But what does he do? Yeah, he gets up, but he runs the other way. He runs the other direction. God is saying go east. He's going west. And it's an amazing thing because sometimes that's what we do. We, we, we hear the Lord saying, hey, this is what I have for you. This is the purpose I have for you. But we choose to run the other way. You see, the truth is this. Every step out of the will of God is a downward step. If you don't believe me, look at the scripture. Because anytime we run from God, we never go up. Instead, we go down. Because Jonah finds himself going downwards four times in the scripture I just read to you. Actually, and beyond. He goes, he rises, but he goes down to Joppa. He goes down into the ship. After the storm comes in and uh, he gets thrown overboard, he goes down into the ocean, down into the sea. And after that, he goes down into the belly of the fish. See, I don't know about you, but I want to I make sure that we go the right way because I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down and, and possibly pay for it. You see, the journeys we take ultimately show the character that God is developing us in us as well as our hope. Romans 5.3 says it like this, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. You see, Jonah didn't want to take the journey that God was calling him to take. Nineveh was so evil that God wanted Jonah to preach against them, but instead of following, Jonah chose to fled. Instead of redeeming them, Jonah wanted condemnation. And just like Jonah, God's calling on our lives will sometimes take us to our own Nineveh. What is Nineveh? It's a place of discomfort. It's a place that God calls us to go to that we don't want to. It's a place, it's, getting, it's actually forgiving people. Maybe it's forgiving people that hurt you and you don't want to forgive them. You want to hold on to that, you want to hold on to that offense. It's loving people that you don't want to. See, all of us here, we are going to have Ninevehs in our lives. There's going to be moments that God is going to say, hey, I want you to do this, and we're not going to want to do it. But that's when we've got to ask ourselves, are, who, whose directions are we going to follow? Are we going to follow the Lord's or are we going to follow our own? Because following the Lord's directions oftentimes will take you through valleys. 
But after those valleys, you can guarantee you'll stand on a mountaintop. The second point this morning is this. When you follow God's directions, he shows us the best route, his way. As Pastor Lynn said, many times, there are many times that we want to follow the Lord's directions, but most times we get in the way because we want to do it our way. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says it like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. How many of you want a great life? Pretty sure we all want a great life. I'm pretty sure you didn't wake up this morning saying, hey, I want a not-so-good life. I want a so-so life. We all wake up. We all want a great life. That's what, that's what we want. I know that's what we want. But the question is, how do we go about getting that life? Do we choose to follow our own ways, which, mean, which may mean taking shortcuts or the easier route? Or does that mean following the Lord's way even when it seems harder? Now, I'm a big guy, as you can see. And to be completely honest, all my life, I've been trying, I wanted to lose weight. And I have been slowly recently, so I'm, I'm happy. But there was a moment where I did everything I could. I mean, they came out with all these fad diets, you know, the uh, South Beach diet, the low-carb diet, the paleo diet. Uh, so I tried everything. And then, not only that, I would try other stuff. Uh, there's, like, those pills and all that. And then, you know, there's the surgery and all that. And so I remember I, I was, that's all I thought. And everything, but really... Really interesting was the Lord kept saying, you're going to have to work hard for it. And I'm so thankful that I heard his voice because I ran into somebody who uh, is just like me. He's actually, we actually joke about him, um, me and my wife. He's, our, he's my twin. He looks exactly like me, and he's big like me too. And so I would see him once in a while, and so uh, for a while I hadn't seen him. Like several months, like almost a year I didn't see him. And then I ran into him. I said, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I never see you in a long time. He's like, yeah. He's like, so, like, where you been, man? And he's like, oh, man, I got, I got messed up. He's like, what are you talking about? Because I know th- this guy is really good. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do anything, uh, you know, th- like that. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? And so this is what he said. He, sh- he shared with me, yeah, bro, I wanted to lose weight. And so... My friend guys told me, hey, there's these pills called Oxy Elite that you can take and they'll, bur- they'll help you lose weight. They'll burn your fat and all that. Now, if you don't know, Oxy Elite is that pill that everybody was taking and a lot of people got sick. In fact, there were people dying from it. In fact, it was actually on our local news at one time a couple years ago. And so he's telling me this and he's like, yeah, bro, I took it and I was one of those guys that got messed up. He ended up in the hospital. And he was like, oh, yeah, I lost weight, but I never lose weight the healthy way. I lost weight because I ended up in the hospital, not because of the pills. And so, was, uh, and so he's telling me this, and my heart is breaking because, believe it or not, prior to him telling me that, I actually was going to take Oxy Elite. My friend guys had called me and said, hey, you got to try this. It helps you lose weight. I was like, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not too sure about this. And he's like, nah, it's guaranteed. And I told him no. And after I told him no, that's when it all came out, the story of how this this uh, supplement, what it was doing to people's bodies. And I was like, oh, Lord. 
that could have been them. And I was thinking, my, and then when my friend told me his story, I was like, that could have been me. I mean, I could have possibly died because there's people dying all over. Man, Lord, that could have been. And he's like, yeah, but I told you, you're going to have to choose the hard way. Because sometimes when you choose the hard way, it's the best way. And so, and so I, thought of, I told my friend, man, so what now? He's like, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to just try and exercise more and, and, you know, watch what I eat and, and just be more active. And I was like, dude, that's awesome, man. I'll let you know if we go play basketball. We can go, we can go play basketball together. You see, sometimes we think we know the best way. But the reality is we're traveling on roads that we never ventured into before. But we do have a God that created everything from beginning to end. He knows the best way. And oftentimes, it's his way. His way may never, might not be easy, but it's worth it. His way might seem hard, but it's worth it. You see, when it comes to following God's directions, taking shortcuts cuts short God's possibilities within us. That's why Jesus said it like this, with, with man, this is impossible, but with God, everything is, everything is possible. See, God created everything, including you and I. He knows far beyond you and I. He knows the best way because he is the best way. In fact, Jesus said it, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, uh, some of us, we like to cook, and uh, we have, some of us, we have our specialties. You know, we, like, you make the best uh, banana bread, or you make the best burgers, or you, or, or, and so we, some of us, we like to cook, and we have our, our uh, specialty item. Now, I have, uh, I'm blessed to have my mother-in-law who makes the best cornbread, because she puts a lot of butter on that bad boy. Like the grease helps the artery. <laughs> and so, and so uh, it's so funny because I remember I went, to a, I went to a local store and I went, I was like, oh, cornbread. I was like, ooh. And my wife is like, ah, not going to be as good as mom's, you know. I was like, nah, come on, this is some bakery. I mean, come on, they, they, they make cornbread. Look at that. It looks good. So I ordered it, and my wife was like, oh, don't tell mom. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And so, I, you know, I'm like, whoo, all right. Take one fork in. Oh, oh. Now, I made that face because at the same time, my wife is looking at me because she knows. I'm like, and she's like, not as good as mom's, yeah? <laughs> Need butter. It was dry. And so, I, <laughs> and so that's why I have a rule that when it comes to cornbread, I, I gotta, I know where I want, when, when I want the best cornbread, I know where to go to. And in the same way, when I want the best way, I know where to go to. It's the Lord. Jonah, never known that. Because although God's way is the best way, unfortunately, is not the only way. I'm going to say that again. Although God's way is the best way, unfortunately, it's not the only way. And I'm saying that to you because some people think this. Some people think, okay, well, Lord, uh, if it's your way, let it be done. 
But believe it or not, not all the time will the Lord say, okay, I'm going to close all the other doors. He'll speak to you and he'll say, this is the door. But, there will be, there, but sometimes there will be other ways other than him. You got to, whatever the Lord is saying to you to do, whatever way he's telling you to do, we have to be obedient to that, even in the presence of other ways. Because as Jonah learned in, John, in Jonah 1, 3, 4, 15, and 17, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You see, instead of being obedient the first time, Jonah runs. He flees from the presence of the Lord. And because Jonah goes against what God is directing him to do, he's ultimately saying, my way is better than yours, God. And just like Jonah, when God directs us to follow him, there's also going to be an opportunity to run. See, there will always be a ship going to Tarshish right along with a boat going to Nineveh. You see, we have to remember that we have an adversary. We have an enemy. He's the devil. And he has one goal, to steal, kill, and destroy. And how does he do this most times? Believe it or not, most times Satan will never show you the bad stuff. He'll show you the good. He does this by leading leading you away from the directions of God and to your own. Think about it, the Garden of Eden. Satan is the most trickiest deceiver of them all. And how does he present the, the, the fruit of knowledge and, and of good and evil? He doesn't say, hey, it's really bad. It's not that I know. No, he says, look at, look at the good. Look at the good. Yeah, yeah. The Lord said you can eat all the other fruit from all these other trees. But no, no, no. Look at how good this one is. See, there's always going to be other opportunities, other choices, other ways. But that's when we got to remember that no, the Lord's way is way better than that. See, it takes faith and humility to say, Lord, I believe in living my life your way rather than my own and then go through it. You see, Jonah went on the boat, encountered a storm, fell off of it, and was swallowed by a large fish and remained there for three, di- three days and three nights. But Jesus was on a boat. Jesus encountered a storm. But what did he do? He calmed it. And then he asked his disciples, where is your faith? You see, when it comes to following the Lord's directions, it comes down to faith. Where is our faith? Believe it or not, there's many times, I've been on staff for about seven years. And to be honest and to be very transparent, there's been many times I wanted to quit. Many times. Many times where I felt like, Lord, you know, I could, go be- I could go into the world. I could get another job. 
I could get more money. I could make more money. I could, could be more financially set. Or I would have to deal with, you know, some other things and, and whatnot. And I remember there's been many times where I felt the Lord. I, 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 I came to the Lord and said, Lord, I quit. I quit. And every time I say that, the Lord says, you sure? You, you, want, you want your life or you want, you want my life for you? You're going to have to go through some storms. If all we do through, during storms is trying to find another way out of it, we're never going to find Jesus. You know why? Because Jesus is in the storm. He's in the storm, right with you, in the boat. And all we got to do is come to him and say, Lord, I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. I put my hope in you. And most times, the Lord will stand up and rebuke the waves, rebuke the wind. And then he won't have to question your faith because you already came to him. See, that's what happens when we follow the Lord's direction. We end up with him. And the last thing is this. The third, the third point is this. He leads us to the bigger picture, eternal life. John 6.27 says this, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. You know, so many times we get confused thinking that this is all we have. We work hard and we try to make this life great. But the truth is, this is our temporary home. If all we do is try and live our lives so that this life matters, or this, or sorry, if all we try and do is make, is live our lives in such a way that everything is great here, but on the eternity side, it's not, it's not going to be worth it. Like Jesus said many times, I'd rather be poor here, rich in heaven. You see, uh, one of my friends came to me and she was talking to me and She's in the midst of us maybe switching jobs. And so she asked me, and, and I told her, can I, just, can I just speak into your life? She's like, sure, go ahead. I told her, um, you know, everywhere you work, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Everywhere you, everywhere you are, every, everywhere in life, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And that's the truth. You're going to have to make a sacrifice no matter where you are. But I told her this, I told her, I don't know about you, but I'd rather make a sacrifice for eternity rather than this world. I'd rather take less pay but do something great, seeing the lives of people changed, seeing eternity, eternal life realized in people's lives than take a high-paying job but miss that. So she looked at me, I was like, yeah, because everywhere you go, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Make a sacrifice that counts, though. See, God, he sees the bigger picture. He sees that, hey, I, you may only see this part, but I see the whole thing. It never ends in my book. And when we follow the Lord's direction, when we follow him, he starts to show us a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more of that bigger picture that he has for us. If you had asked me when I first came to know Jesus Christ if I knew anything that I know now, I'd tell you no. I was dumb. But where I'm at now, I'm still dumb. 
but I got Jesus. <laughs> but that's the best part. If I'm going to be dumb, I'd rather be dumb with Jesus than without him. And many times, that's how I walk into my directions. Lord, I'm dumb. Show me where I got to go. <laughs> okay. Woo. And that's what happens, though. He shows us the bigger picture. See, God doesn't just see the starting point. He sees the finish line. In fact, it's God the one that says this. It's not how you start or where you start or even where you're at now. But it's how you finish that counts. You see, if I am following my own directions in life, then I will never get beyond the picture of my own life. In fact, and I want to be very honest and I want to be kind of straightforward right now. In fact, it has the potential to lead me to a final destination that was never created for me. And that is hell. But if I follow the Lord's directions, he leads me to a picture beyond the boundaries of my own life, an eternal life with him. See, I don't know about you, but I don't want to follow directions that's going to lead me someplace I'm not supposed to be. In fact, I don't want to follow directions that's going to lead me to a final destination that was never created for me. I want to I find myself with him. And just like Jesus was told, and I'm pretty sure we want to be told, at the end of our lives, I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. This is another concept that Jonah had a hard time with. In Jonah 3.10 to 4 and 1, actually I think it's 3.10, oh yeah, 3.10 and 4 and 1. It says this, then God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became angry. You know, I don't know why I, I said Jonah's possibly the worst missionary in, in the Bible. It's because here's God saying, Jonah, go to Nineveh. They're sinning. I want you to preach to them. I want, I want you to speak to them so that I give them an opportunity to change their lives and come and follow me. Jonah said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to go. In fact, he runs away. And then at the very end, in Jonah 4, we see the actual heart of Jonah's reasoning. Why he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh because he knew, he knew that God was going to forgive them. Isn't that messed up? Jonah is like, I know they're gonna, I know they're gonna, I know God's gonna forgive these people, although they're wicked and evil, he's gonna forgive them. I don't want to even go. But Jonah doesn't see the bigger picture. Jonah doesn't see the fact that had someone been like that towards Jonah, would he have known the Lord? See, Jonah had the opportunity to say, hey Lord, I'm, I see your bigger picture. Your bigger picture is that each and every person on this earth would come to know you. But he runs. He runs. See, we got to see the bigger picture because oftentimes when we see the bigger picture of the Lord, it involves everyone. It involves your family. It involves your coworkers. It involves your friends. It involves the people at the stores that you see, the workers that work there. It involves everyone. See, when we follow the Lord's directions, Oftentimes, it's not just to make an impact in our lives, it's to impact others as well. 
people want to know, you know, we, we are living in a time such as this, and people are having their own opinions of how do, how do we combat what's happening in the world, or how do we do this and all that. How do we do it? We see the bigger picture, and then live it. That we love people, so that lives will be changed for all of eternity. See, Jonah never understood the bigger picture, that God was, is, and will always be about his people coming back to him. Now, what's really awesome is this, though. Although Jonah Jonah didn't want to go and he didn't want them to be forgiven, he still went. And what happened was lives were changed. In fact, everyone renounced their evil ways and started to follow Jesus. I mean, follow the Lord. And there's going to be times that we're not going to want to follow the Lord's directions. But the truth is this. It's not going to just be for our own benefit, but for others. How many of you have ever gotten lost going to a party? Because I gotten lost going to a party. You know, you get the invitation, hey, so-and-so, and and, uh, you're like, okay, great. I have no idea where this is. What is this road? Where is this road? Where am I? <laughs> so I remember we were going to a party, and me and Katie, and we're, we're driving, and I'm like, where are we going? Because I don't, you know, uh, I, where are we going? And so she's like, it's on the invitation. And so, you know, you have your smartphone, you pull up uh, Google Maps, and you're like, okay, where is this? Now, Google Maps doesn't tell you exactly sometimes, right? Because sometimes it'll point a house in the middle of green stuff. And I'm like, where are we going? Like, seriously, and so, and so we're driving, and we're, I'm like, we're, we're lost. We're, we're lost. We're, where are we going? And I'm, get the point where, I'm at the point where I'm getting irritated and frustrated. I'm like, and, and, and so I'm like, where are we? And she's like, we're, no worry. We, 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 we're good. We're following the direction. Okay. I'm like, I don't even like go to this party anymore. Because I'm going to come out of there and go, Hurr! and then, hi. I'm, I'm so irritated. I'm so frustrated. And, and man, how are I? You know, and, and so, and this is what Katie said. She said, Remember why we're going to the party. Okay. Because I'm not going to the party for me. I'm going to the party for them. To celebrate them. See, sometimes along the directions that the Lord will give us, we'll get frustrated. Ah, they're not listening. Ah, they're not doing this. Ah, it's so hard. And sometimes the Lord will knock on your heart and say, hey, remember why you're going there. Remember why you're going to Nineveh? Ah, it's beyond me, yeah, Lord. Yep. See, when we follow the Lord's directions, he does those things. He gives us our, our purpose, our calling. He, he shows us that it's his best way, that he's the best way. And then he shows us the bigger picture, that it's eternal life. But the bottom line is this. When we take shortcuts or don't follow the Lord's directions... There's a real danger that we can get lost and stay lost. See, God's directions are not about rules and religions. God's directions lead us to one person, his son, Jesus Christ. As I said earlier, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, Jesus is the one who can lead us in following the Lord's directions because he did so. He came from the throne room of heaven 
to this broken world. God in the form of man with the purpose of reuniting us with God in heaven. He showed us the best way to live. How to live our lives for God by modeling his life for us. And then he showed us the bigger picture. An unconditional love and eternal life with God the Father when he gave his life for us on the cross. Uh, last month we had our junior high camp called Define on Oahu. And I was, I was ecstatic. I was looking forward to it. Um, and so we got there. We, got, we, got, we actually got to Honolulu a couple days earlier, uh, me and Katie, so we could kind of relax and just get ready for the camp. And so we're in Honolulu, and we're like, yeah, you know, all right. You know, we're loving it. We're spending time with one of our friends who's going to be our driver. And uh, we're just having fun. And then the next day, we're getting ready for the camp. So uh, we leave Honolulu. Now, to be completely honest, I've never left Honolulu. Like in Oahu, I've only been to Honolulu. I only know Oahu as the place where we get the skyscrapers, Ala Moana, Pearl Ridge, and that kind of stuff. And so we go to Costco. We're picking up all this stuff for this camp. And then uh, we're loading into the back of our trucks. And, and we're getting ready to go to the campsite. And so Bunny, who's our next-gen uh, supervisor, she's like, okay, follow me. I'll, I'll lead you guys to the camp. So I'm like, okay, cool. All right. So we jump in the car. My friend's driving. And, and so we're jumping in the car. And so we're leaving Costco. And all of a sudden, I cannot find... We, I don't see Bunny's car in front of us. We got stuck in traffic. We got separated. And all of a sudden, I start freaking out. Why? Because we're going Wainai. <laughs> Judging by your laughter, you also know why I was freaking out. Now, hey, true story. Wainai, beautiful place. I love it. I loved it. But I never been there. You're talking to a local kid from Hilo who, you know, we get our own stories here, right? And then you hear about Oahu sometimes, and it's like, I don't know. I like live. I don't like see Jesus right now. <laughs> and so we're going. And so I'm still freaking out. And I'm like, where are we? Where's Bun? Where are we going? Oh my goodness. Why and I? Okay. If we get stuck somewhere, I don't know. And so all of a sudden, I start freaking out. If you're from Why and I, please know I love you. And like I said, I loved Why and I. Whew, it was beautiful. And so, I'm, but I'm freaking out in the back of the truck going, where are we going? We're lost. And I'm like, but I'm like bottling all that up inside because I don't want to freak out. You know, I don't want to freak Katie out and, and my friend. And all of a sudden, as I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we're lost. Oh my goodness, I don't know how to get to the campsite. Oh my goodness, where are we going? The Lord just smacks me upside my head and says, Ben, there's a reason why you're in the back seat. There's a reason why you're not driving. <laughs> Your friend is. Your friend lives in Oahu. She knows where she's going. Trust her. She'll be fine. You go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, but that's the truth, though. I didn't have to freak out. I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to uh, think I was lost. Why? Because my friend who was in the front seat driving... Knew where she was going. You know, Luke 9.23 says it like this. Jesus said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. You know, some people ask, how do we know the directions for our lives? How do we get the directions from the Lord? 
And I want to say, we get it through this. We get it through when we take the word of God and we apply it to our lives. When we take the Bible and we make it more than a book. But I want to also be honest with you. Because you can actually read this and not follow God's directions. I mean, we had Jonah. Jonah heard the Lord and yet he chose not to. He chose not to, not, not to follow God's directions. See, what it comes down to is this, and this is what I learned in Oahu. See, in order to follow directions, actually, let me put it like this. Sometimes we carry baggage. And sometimes the reason why we carry baggage is because we're not listening to the Lord. We're following our own directions. Or maybe we're taking shortcuts along the way. You see, the best way that we follow the Lord's directions is when we give him the steering wheel. You know, so many times we'll fight for this. Say, Lord, I I know. I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. And then we go through the valleys. And that's all we see, valleys. Then we're like, Lord, how do I get out of this? I'm stuck. Stuck in the mud of my life. I'm stuck in the mud of the world. How do I get out? Help me. And he says, just let me into your heart. Okay, Lord, I believe in you. I, I believe you're my Savior. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm good. And then he goes, but that's not it. See, I didn't just come to this world to be your Savior. I, I came so that you would call me Lord. You got to give me the steering wheel. Okay? I give you the steering wheel. No, the whole thing. This is where a lot of times we get stuck. Because so many times, like, man, Lord, I don't like the way, I don't, I don't like the way my life is going. I don't like where you're taking me. Like, can, we, can, I, can, I, can we turn right now? No. If I'm your Lord and Savior, trust me. Trust me with the steering wheel of your life. I'm going to take you to places that you've never gone before. I want to actually let you live in the reason and the purpose of why you're here. I'm going to show you the best route. And I'm going to show you the bigger picture. See, when it comes to following God's directions, the best way we do it, say, Lord, here it is. I give you complete control over my life. Amen. You can put away your notes. Put away your Bibles. This morning, I want to encourage you. Some of us here, we, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we've made it in our hearts, but, but for some of us, we're still, we're still holding on to the steering wheel. There may be some of you in here, and you're, and you're like, Lord, I want to follow your directions. God, I, want, I know what you're saying to me, but I'm scared. I'm scared for what, it, what that means. I'm scared that I'm not going to be in control of my life. 
And if that's you this morning, can I just say this? If you're here, I, I hope you hear the words of the Lord as he says this unto you. You have nothing to fear because I love you. That Jesus would be saying that into your heart and that when Jesus says, I love you, that he casts out that fear. The Bible says that perfect love will cast out all fear. There's no other perfect love than Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord, this morning, we come to you and, and Lord, there may be some new people here, Lord, and and maybe they're just starting out on the journey that you have for them. But Lord, I pray that you would open their hearts and that, Lord, you would soften it so that they would put their faith in you, knowing that you will take them to where, you're called, where you've called them to go, that you know the best route for them, that you have a bigger picture beyond anything that they can see. There might be some of us here, Lord, that maybe we're stuck in the mud of our lives. And we're saying, Lord, I, I need your help. I don't know how to get out. I want to follow your voice. I want to follow, I want to follow your word. I want to follow your directions. Help me to surrender it to you. I'm going to ask everyone just to repeat after me. I'm going to say the words, but you, you bring the heart. You add the heart. Lord Jesus, this morning I come to you. Not to just believe, but to accept and surrender that you are my Lord and my Savior. That I give up my life for yours. That I believe you died on the cross and that you rose again. That you wash me clean and make me brand new to live my life for you. I love you, Lord. Thank you for loving me. May you guide me and lead me and take control of my life. In Jesus' name. With everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, I'm going to ask if you said that for the very first time this morning, would you, would you be brave to raise your hand so I can just pray for you? Good. I see you. I see you. Lord, you're such a great God. Thank you so much that you didn't take the shortcut for us. You sent your son to this earth to die for our sins to show us also how to live by following your voice, your word, your directions. Help us to no longer take shortcuts, but to give it up all to you. We love you. We thank you. And we pray for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody would say, amen, amen.